the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Prevent your users from leaving that horrible one-star rating. HelpShift offers the easiest way to collect user feedback, bug reporting, and more without users ever having to leave your app. Plus, you can even get a customizable help center and unlimited FAQs. And the best part, it's all free. Get started today by going to helpshift.com slash appmasters. That once again is helpshift.com slash appmasters. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of appmasters.com. I was going through some settings and the little things got, I was like, look up, it's live. Welcome to the YouTube live stream. We're going to really break down how this indie app developer found traction, some of the ASO tricks he used to be like, oh, this kind of worked, and how he's turning this into a full-time gig. And so it's going to be sort of like a pseudo lessons learned as an indie app developer and also a premium like live coaching call with yours truly. And so welcoming to the show is Luke Mehmet. Did I say that right? Mehmet. (laughs) Luke, you got to have to correct me, man. (laughs) Sorry, you go for it. Yeah, Luke Mehmet. Mehmet, yeah. Luke Mehmet, he is the founder at Time of the app, Time Finder. And the app is right here as well. So go search for Time Finder in your app store. It's a to-do list app. And we're going to break down all of Luke's strategy, how he's been able to find success, and the feedback that he wants to get from me as well. But welcome to the show, Luke. Thanks so much, Steve. Glad to be here. So start from the very beginning. I want to learn about the ASO trick that we talked about before we went live. But talk to me about the beginning of the journey. What were your, why did you build this particular app? Yeah, so um, back in college, I had this idea of, um, I really liked planning on paper. You know, paper planners, you've just got a list of uh, times on a piece of paper. And then you've got a master list of tasks. Um, But having some like ADHD sort of OCD tendencies I was constantly finding myself rewriting lists because I was unhappy with the fact that once you cross something out, it looks ugly. Or once you complete all of the things on a given list, you kind of want to, you know, start over on a new page. But there was this this constant shuffle of reconsolidating things that was uh, wasting my time for one thing. But also, um, I I I looked on uh, the app store for something that did what I was looking to do, which was this same sort of paper planning methodology in an app and it didn't exist. So that was back in 2016. I started the app in 2018 in an effort to just learn how to code. I'd always had an interest in software development, but I went to school for chemical engineering and never really had any exposure to that sort of thing. And um, and I was looking for an outlet for that energy that I had in my life that I wasn't um, uh, seeing in my, my day job. And so I worked on it from 2018 to 2021. Um, you know, in most of my free time, it started gaining some traction, but I really never thought of it as anything more than a hobby. Uh, it was never supposed to be a, a financial, um, a source of income. 
Um, but I started recognizing that people were appreciating it despite me not knowing or employing any marketing tactics or ASO strategies, which kind of brought me into uh, exploring that sort of stuff, discovering your channel and, and more than anything else, realizing that if I was going to make this work and, and uh, see the potential of this app through, I was going to have to bring in some help um, so that I wasn't the only one developing the app and doing the marketing and doing the, the strategies or I might lose the opportunity. You know, time is of the essence with these sorts of things. This opportunity didn't exist 10 years ago. Uh, I don't know if it's going to exist 10 years from now. So um, I started hiring some freelancers on Upwork um, to do the things that uh, I was already doing all that time, things like development and bug fixing and, uh, and stuff like that. And, uh, and I just watched all your videos. I joined the App Masters Academy and watched all those videos and I, I worked really hard on a new release and I put it out all at once at the beginning of uh, 2022. Um, and with that, just like a light switch, um, uh, my, my success, the, the number of subscribers, the number of users, the, the amount of revenue um, just went up tenfold, if not more, uh, overnight, wow. literally in January. Um, and I... I couldn't say exactly why, but uh, I could talk a little bit about the keyword, uh, you know, thoughts that I went through and um, just the fact that I think the algorithm just loves momentum and things happening all at once. That, that was very interesting. That's amazing, dude. Congrats. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. And I know you recently went full time on this. And so we're going to really try to help you scale this even further. But talk to me. Let's break down the ASO strategies. I love that you stuck with it. You found some traction. You got some early users. You got their feedback, gave you more momentum. And then talk to me about the ASO changes that you made. And then we'll look yeah, at the product so, too. Sure. Um, well, for, for about two or three years, I didn't know anything about ASO. And I... <laughs> I didn't think about it because I was always thinking about the, the app itself. I was thinking, oh, well, why am I going to work on marketing if the app isn't exactly what I want? Why am I going to um, market it if I feel like people are going to you know, bounce and see it and not know how to use it or they'll complain about it? So after I, I got over that, which was partially just a, a mental confidence thing, but partially rooted in reality, I, I looked at my keywords and I recognized that I had... I had picked keywords that I thought were the best fitting keywords for the app. And I just stuck with them. I was like, there's nothing better than these keywords I've chosen. Uh, it's a daily like what? planner, like, oh, schedule it's planner it's a calendar. That's it. I don't mm -hmm. like uh, as synonyms. I've looked in the dictionary. That's it. Um, and then from watching your videos and, and being exposed to this whole idea, um, I realized that I was going for these, you know, heavy hitter keywords um, things with a ton of search volume, but a ton of competition. And so my app was pretty much not even on the map, um, which is why I got excited in 2021, because I was looking at my keyword rankings and they were like non-existent. I was like, if people are finding this, they're typing in like long tail stuff, like schedule planner that has a to-do list. Like they were, or they were scrolling to like the 30th entry in, in app store. And so that's why when they found it, they were like, Oh my God, this is, this is it. This is how my brain works. This is the best thing since sliced bread. Everybody's got to try this, but that doesn't matter because I was, I didn't have any keyword rankings that were useful. <laughs> um, 
So I was like, okay, uh, I need to start small. I need to go for some things that are much more niche. And I just looked at my app, what it was doing, and um, and some of the principles that were behind it, which is it's a daily planner, but it's based on these principles of like time blocking or time boxing, if you will, um, which have been popularized in like productivity books and things of that nature the last couple of years. But I didn't even have time blocking in my keywords. I didn't have time. I didn't have blocking. I didn't have the word, the compound word time blocking. And when I put that in there, instantly I had my first, you know, top five, uh, you know, keyword rank, which to me was nice. cute. Um, and so, yeah, I was still up against the guys who had been competing for that for a long time, but I had something that they didn't have, which is um, my app is very specifically suited just for that. And so mm. um, at the time I might've been just the only real app that was uh, reasonably competing for that sort of keyword. So I just, I went all in, I started updating all my screenshots, the, the description. Um, I started, uh, you know, shuffling around and updating my metadata every couple weeks. And uh, before I knew it, I was, you know, I had that top spot for a short while. Um, nice. I can't say I have it right now, but I might be number three. And I've also got a slew of other keyword rankings um, in related uh, sections just from trying all that. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations, man. That's a, that's really, really awesome. And I think, you know, kind of something that you mentioned too, before went live was, Hey, maybe not going after those competitive keywords, right? When I'm working with new clients and I was always thinking through like, what can we rank for? What can, how can we do massive keyword research and find out the keywords that we can actually rank for and that lower difficulty that actually also makes sense with the app too, Luke, that's, those are the keywords I really want to target because I feel like let everybody else go after those big to-do list apps, all that jazz, but I'm going to focus on the keywords that nobody's really focusing in on. And then once I build up that traction, now eventually you can go after the to-do list, right? Like, or task manager, or whatever you want to do later on. But I feel like once you have that, you need that early traction and then Apple needs to, you need to signal to Apple, hey, this app is doing well, download wise and revenue wise too. Another thing I found useful um, that kind of led into that explosion of momentum uh, when I released the new version at the beginning of the year, um, not the least people in their New Year's resolutions are always looking for something that's going to help them achieve that. Um, but people, yeah. there's a lot of like seasonal keywords that I think um, go underappreciated in every industry. Like literally just put 2022 in front of your keyword. Like the competition for any of that was like, 10 on uh, out of a hundred on um, app radar. Uh, so yeah. like, you know, and I recognize that only through looking at my competitors rankings and seeing what they were ranking for. And one of them was ranking for one variant of one of those things. Um, but that, you know, I put that in there and that was like a, you know, 25 search volume term or 30 search volume term, which was for me very significant for at least the first couple months of 2022. Um, other than that, I mean, yeah, just constantly looking at my my competitors and saying, what are you ranking for? And are you ranking for anything that I am actually better suited for that you just have because no one else is competing for it? Yep. I love it. All right. Let me say hi to a few people and I want to ask you about the, some of the yeah. product changes you've made too. Ollie, what's happening, man? You're the first one. I should probably give away something for the first people. Tony, we're going to take the Air app later on. What's up, Joe? What's up, Luke? And then a mirror. 
Amir. I'm going to say Amir. Amnash. Tony says hi to you, Luke. Okay. Didn't say hi to me. Hey. <laughs> Fernando says hi, man. <laughs> and then Basar is here. Bianca. Hey, Bianca. If you haven't gotten my emails, I've sent you to you twice. Check your spam. Make sure it's there. I know we can get in touch too. Samuel's there. And then we got Asta La Vista says the app looks very simple, cool to know that you're making a living out of it, Luke. So congratulations. Sure. Yeah. And Stefan says, hey guys. And then time management apps are in a competitive market, I think. And so yeah. I agree with you, Stefan. And I'm sure Luke, you agree too. But that's the beauty of what <laughs> Luke is talking about is like, you know, thinking through the ASO strategy a bit more without, don't give away all your secrets, Luke, but thinking through, hey, what are some terms that have lower competition that are in the, Luke, that's how I think about it too, the 30, the 20 to 40, let's say, it's usually in the 20 to 30 range from a traffic score perspective that have lower competition. All right, we'll start ranking for those keywords first and slowly start building up from that because sure. we have enough case studies where people are just making money with like minimal downloads, 15 downloads a day is all you need. So Luke, let's talk about the product side and I can share the phone, my phone too, if there's anything that you want me to, but what, what maybe in 2020 and you said, was it 2022 or 2021? 2022 that you made all the big January, 2022 big changes. It was the beginning of this year. Yeah. This year. Okay. So talk to me about some of the product changes that you might've made too. Sure. So, um, uh, back in the fall, I was working on, um, just trying to, uh, integrate with everything that I could, um, for one thing. Uh, and well, I, I started with low hanging fruit, which is a calendar, right? So I wanted to be able to pull in users calendars into the app to be able to show that as kind of blocked off. And that's kind of my strategy going forward here is, you know, I made the app as, as good as I can um, within reason. I got most of the, the things that people were clamoring for via email and feedback requests. The, the final frontier is tying in with as many elements of the user's life as I can. Um, not the least because um, that gives me more keywords that I could target and things of that nature. But it makes the app stickier. It makes it easier to follow through and use it and be more productive, which is the whole point here, right? So... Um, I added that calendar sync function. I'm working on like a reminder sync function for the iOS reminders. And I, I really tried to polish and make the things that people expect to work all the time these days work, uh, which for an Indian app is pretty hard. Um, for instance, like device sync across devices in real time and handling all the different circumstances there. People just take that for granted and expect it to work, but it was a tremendous undertaking to make that work perfectly. Um, and so like, it was just like polishing things like that. And then uh, all the marketing things that I ignored for so long, like my screenshots were garbage. Um, I didn't have like any real text there. They were literally screenshots. Um, <laughs> and so I, I, I updated the screenshots and you can see it on the Mac version. Um, cause I haven't made a Mac video yet, but I made a preview video that I think really helped with conversions, mm. um, for the iOS version. Um, and it's really engaging. It shows right off the bat what you're doing and, you know, the, the, the flow. And, um, and I think that all of that together just really helped. So, uh, by the way, on the Mac version, I think it has like 50 ratings. But, um, yeah, you can see here, doing a little better on the iPhone version. I think the breakdown is like maybe one in five users or one in five downloads uh, on the Mac version. 
Um, and that was another thing, porting it over to the Mac with um, Mac Catalyst, that just provided an additional income stream and additional, like a lot of additional revenues without a whole lot of effort that I think a lot of apps don't seem to do. Did you create this video on by Yeah. What did you use? Final Cut. Nice. Nice. Okay. Did you have any experience with video editing at all? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, it was really just taking, <laughs> you know, recording myself doing all sorts of things and then chopping it up and <laughs> trying to find, nice. you know, how to how to deliver the, the key ideas right off the bat, which was not very easy for good. me. Like being immersed in the world of your app is not the way to pitch something. I had to go to a lot of different people and be like, mm-hmm. You know, what do you see when you look at this? Or you've used it for a little while. What stands out to you as the key features or the key thing that's that's notable here? Um, yeah, I love it. I like I like that. That's it's the best way. You know, I always stop people, Luke, when they're trying to. I'm using their app. Do a lot of these calls, right? And they're like, Steve, go here. Go like, stop. Like, don't say anything. Otherwise, you're not going to learn anything from me from this call if you tell me how to use your app. Yep. Let me tell you what I'm trying to think about, but like, don't tell me how to use your app. I'll, I'll tell you every, I love the text. I think one of the things that we've been thinking about too, from a client perspective is when we're using video, like having some text in there, because I think it only makes sense. If you think about Instagram, like captions are super important, right? And so you having these elements of text in here in the video, super important to have build your schedule in 15 seconds. I love that, right? You have it's interspersed. So it doesn't get boring, customize everything. And you're showing all the cool features. Like this is really cool. The fact that you didn't have any experience with video editing or any of that stuff, and you just did it on your own. Really great job on the video side of things, man. I love it. Sure. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, so, let me um, get into some of the questions. The Bianca on this note asked, does Final Cut have a turnkey export for app preview in the Yeah, that's a great question. In the App Store? Not quite, but um when you how Final Cut works is the first media that you pull into the uh the interface, it uses that as the basis for everything, for the resolution settings, for the aspect ratio. So really, once it's in there, you could chop and cut it up as much as you want and you're already going to be in good shape. Um, you know, you could export it as is and Apple will take it. Apple's pretty picky about certain elements. Um, you know, there's certain things you can't show and you want the feel to be consistent. If I just take a screen recording from my iPhone, there's going to be all sorts of like, you know, my battery is showing that it's dead or like the top is uh, has like the recording indicator in the top. There's all these little silly things that you have to like work around in order to produce something that really looks high quality. So that involves just like literally a, a rectangle that's white and you're putting that over the thing that's saying you're recording, like little things like that. Um, Good point. You know? Yep. I love it. All right. Let's get into some of the questions and I want to ask you about if anything on the paywall side, did you change anything? Ram asked, can you elaborate on the momentum thing? Sure. I want to hear your um, thoughts. Yeah. I mean, so I I had it open here before, but um, in my um, in my impressions and my downloads in App Store Connect, you could see it was like a light switch. Um, and I didn't do anything um, magical to make that change happen. I mean, I had been 
at the beginning of the year is when I released the new version and everything. But I had been playing with ASO and keywords for a few months in anticipation of this. I wanted to try what I was learning and and really climb the ranks. And it did. And it helped. And it showed. I went from pretty much no rankings to several, um, you know, top five rankings, I mean. But when when I released it all at once, really what I was striving for, maybe it was a little naive, I was hoping that um, Apple might consider me to be featured on their store. Uh, mm-hmm. as, and so I, I submitted the application. I gave them all the marketing materials. I had said, hey, um, it's, a, it's a major update, which it was. And um, you know, I've got all this new marketing material. And, and I had added some localizations. I had, I had translated the app into a couple of different uh, key languages. Um, nice. But ultimately, I just released the new version. and like that overnight, it kind of blew up. Um, and so part of that was like, yeah, uh, I had improved the paywall. I had improved the onboarding experience, but I didn't do anything in particular that made sense to me to call for all those additional impressions that I was getting. It's one thing to have higher conversions. It's a totally different thing to have, you know, 10 X downloads overnight. So that I, I can only talk about momentum because um, maybe it was just the fact that it was January and people were, you know, uh, productivity apps were invoked in that moment, like they always are every year or something else. But the, the impressions and the traffic remained, uh, to this day. That's all I can say. Love it. I love it. I want to touch on this a little bit, Luke, cause I feel like momentum, especially as an indie developer, as somebody who's just starting out, momentum can be anything literally it's that first email it's that first interaction with somebody i know when i first got started with the podcast in 2013 it was just hearing from somebody anybody that it it was actually somebody was listening right for me it was getting that first client that wanted to hire me even though i was very upfront i said i don't know anything about marketing back then but he's like look i trust you you seem like genuine. I want to still hire you. So it is one of these small little things that eventually add up and snowball into something. And look, you know, you kind of said it in the very beginning, it was just like, I got some emails. I got people getting feedback. Like it was working, even though my ASO sucked, like people were actually finding my app and finding it useful. And then I tried some ASO and I started ranking well. And so I was like, all right, let me keep building on this momentum. And then it sort of snowballs into a bigger thing. So I would say to the indie app developers out there who might be struggling, like use any little win. Don't no no win is too small to start building that momentum because it eventually will add up. You won't know it now, but you'll eventually feel it. And looking back on my sort of journey, I kind of think like, oh man, that really helped out. And I'm obviously very loyal to the people that were there from the very beginning that were just like, all right, Steve, I'll trust you in this thing and join you in this journey as well. Cause I was just learning in 2013 myself. All right. Captain Michael says, I love his authenticity. Auth- you say it <laughs> and honesty. So it's good. It. All right. Captain Michael did say, Hey, how did you manage to gain the first 100 to 1000 users? Sure. So when I released version one, um, that was really pretty similar to what you see. It just wasn't polished. Um, and so I, Put it out there. I had my own little celebration at my home um, because I, I had I had gone back and forth and gotten rejected like a dozen times because I had never done this before and I was just learning from like YouTube and Udemy and stuff like that. 
Um, but I finally got it accepted on the app store and I was like, wow. Um, and I don't know, uh, you know, very slowly people were scrolling all the way through the app store somehow and, and taking a chance on this. Um, and a lot of it was just people who had have very specific interests, very specific ideas of how they want to manage their time. And it wasn't like I had done something in some amazing way. It was what I was delivering was exactly how they envisioned their, these tasks being managed in their head or on paper or what have you. Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty sparse. I mean, I, I, I would share my screen and the conversion or the impressions and stuff like that, but it really wasn't much to talk about for a long time. And it wasn't supposed to be, I wasn't planning on anything there. It was just my little, um, side project. It started, I, I followed a tutorial for a to-do list, um, in the beginning, like the to-do list element is not fancy. It's not special. It's a to-do list. It was the integration and pairing everything together and polishing it to perfection that makes a difference. So another Luke asks, Hey Luke, only if you feel comfortable sharing how many downloads per day are you hitting and is sensor tower accurate with your revenue? So you share whatever you feel like you're comfortable sharing, yeah. Luke. Um, I, I haven't, I don't own sensor tower. I haven't looked at the free version in a long time. Um, I do have app radar. Uh, so I, I can't speak to that, but I could say that um, for the longest time, I was probably making less than a hundred bucks a day, uh, a week. Um, yeah. I, I, and for a long time, much less than that. I was, uh, I was joking that the Apple developer uh, subscription had put me in the red for like the first three years. Um, but the, uh, at, in the end, uh, up until the day, I'm comfortable sharing. Um, there's pretty much about a thousand downloads a week. Um, and the conversion rate, on that from a download to subscription uh, is like 3%. And that, that nets me about a thousand a week. Nice. Congratulations, man. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. The, sure. all right, Stefan, thank you. This channel is pure gold. It's only because people like Luke are willing to share some of this stuff with me as well. Ram, what kind of marketing are you using Luke besides just ASO? Good question. Um, I've definitely explored different things, but um, I was finding that at least uh, the, the bottom line, I was, I think my paywall is the, the low hanging fruit and the obstacle here. So it didn't make sense to really throw money at ads per se until I figure that out and make that as good as it can possibly get. That's just my approach here. Um, for instance, like app store, um, Apple search ads, I dabbled with that a little bit, tried different keywords, different, um, you know, broad stuff, specific stuff. Um, but I wasn't seeing, um, that wasn't profitable. And so it, I know the end game doesn't need to be profit per se. There's something to be said about just having, you know, more people exposed to your app or having momentum behind certain keywords. Um, but for me, knowing that my paywall has things that can be improved upon, I kind of pulled back from that. And I pulled back from some other things I was looking at, which was like ads on like TikTok or Instagram. Um, and I'm totally interested in getting back into those sorts of things, but not until I'm really, really happy with how the paywall is and works. Agree with you. I've worked with plenty of clients that have tried to scale, you know, spend a lot of money, scale fast, and then had to like shut everything down because they went too fast. Always of the mindset of the slow and steady. All right. What's happening, Kevin? Good afternoon. I'm curious about this too. What's the stack that you use to build the app? Yeah. Um, 
Swift, uh, pretty much. Uh, Swift, storyboards, auto layout. Um, I Swift UI, I don't think was around. If it was, it really wasn't much to talk about in 2018. Um, and uh, and and you know, I was I didn't know know any better for a lot of things. Um, so the other element is, I, I in the beginning, I was really just piecing together as many third-party libraries as I possibly could. It was a total mess. Um, but it was fun. It felt like playing with Legos. I was here. I was the Swift developer trying to like piece together all these different pieces of different ideas that other people had built that were good in a disastrous way that was not sustainable, but it looked good and it worked. So part of having those freelancers come in was, um, resolving and rectifying a lot of technical debt, uh, and improving the architecture in such a way that I didn't need to pay developers so much to do little things just because they were dealing with my mistakes. <laughs> I like it. Okay. I think we saw, we answered this question. Awesome. Luke says, thanks for sharing that stuff. And then Michael, you got a fan, Luke. I'll definitely download his app and subscribe hey, to yeah. it. Yeah. And then he said, Mike, you recognize his sites and artists for some of the icons you use. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. you know? All right. We got Adrian, can I ask what you're using for revenue analytics? Firebase, Revenue Cat, App Store Connect? <laughs> All three. Um, so yeah, Revenue Cat is a wonderful thing. It's probably what I look at most of the time. Um, and I only started using that at the beginning of the year because one of the big features, uh, I know I didn't rattle them all off because I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but now that you brought it up, I've moved it from an, a single in-app purchase to a subscription um, I see. You know, uh, model. Um, and so that's when I implemented uh, Revenue Cat. Um, probably use that more than anything else. But it, I all, the back end's Firebase. Um, I use Cloud Firestore for everything. Um, and uh, yeah. That's cool. All right. Shall we get into the app? Let's do it. Let's do it. Love the first screen. Top notch. Remind people why you're here. For sure. Okay. Luke, how did you come up with the pricing? $20 a year. Um, so originally it was uh, seven bucks, one time lifetime payment. And that was it. That and But that was back when I had even fewer things to sell, so to speak. I think at one point the, I had ads in the app, but really the only reason I had them was as a deterrent to make people have some reason to give me money. <laughs> um, because yeah. it's nice to ask for money and say, oh, you're supporting development. But honestly, if you're trying to really make anything sustainable, um, at least I found, maybe, maybe it was my paywall, but that wasn't really working out. Um, so as far as the pricing goes, I, I tried a couple things, but I gravitated towards the, the $20 for the annual and, uh, honestly a rather overpriced monthly just to drive people to the yearly, like, like you advocate. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it does the job. Um, I haven't done nearly as much, um, testing and optimization as I would like. Um, but that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Right now is the turning point. I've got a million ideas and finally I've recouped some of my investment um, from the freelancers last year that I'm willing to kind of go all in and pull out all the stops, try all these things, try the pricing, find the right, you know, everything. Uh, but this is, uh, this is what I've had since the, be uh, the beginning of the year. I love it. Okay. 
I don't. I, so the only thing I would say is the onboarding feels a little too short. I think if you already understand what your users are loving about the app, remind them. Like I think I would highlight add at least two more onboarding to just be like team up a little more, right? Sure. Daily planning made simple. Maybe they love the color coded tasks. Maybe they love the time blocking. You rank really well for time blocking, so maybe that's a a benefit. So just two or I would say two more slides that talk about the benefits and even like talk about a premium feature, right? Calendar sync. I'm sure that is the thing that most people sign up for or cloud backup, whatever it is. And then with iPad Mac, I'm sure that's a key thing that people want too. So like I would have two more screens. That first one was phenomenal, but then I wasn't expecting to see a paywall right after that. It felt too immediate for me. Right. I totally the agree. paywall yeah. was really phenomenal. If I had to, I love pop stuff. This is really great. I love that you're leading with all the benefits to this too. The I love this because this almost feels like wow, just squeeze money out of me. You know, it really feels that. I love that you. It looks like monthly has no trial, but the yearly does have a trial. So right. good move there. I'm going to assume most people are signed up for the year, right. but everything else, yeah, everything else is really good, but I don't have anything else besides that, adding a couple of more screens to the onboard too. And then Luke, sure. you could even ask like, one of the things could be like, Hey, what are you most interested in? And it could be, and it could highlight some of your features. So it's a win-win meaning one, you engage the user, the user kind of feels like your personalized experience Two, you get data. Are you here for importing, syncing? Are you here for the color-coded tasks, the time blocking? What's more interesting to you of all the features you have? So it's one way of highlighting all the benefits of the app and also getting the, the feedback from the users because then you can grab that copy and be like, wow, 70% of my users love the time blocking element. So let me really play that up a little bit more too. And for it sure. looks like yeah, I, I really like... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, really good feedback. Um, and there's a couple things uh, that also stand out to me that I haven't done that I'm excited to try and get back to you about. Um, one, I in the App Master Academy videos, you had like a video, I think it was seven or eight like conversion tips for a paywall. Um, it was mm -hmm. like, you know, show instant value, um, create a sense of urgency. Like there is no sense of urgency here. So I'm excited to see what happens when I put some element of that in here, whether that's like a, like a discount for the first 24 hours or like something that might pop up later and be like, Hey, this is just for you. Um, there's none of that right now. And I think that's a really powerful thing uh, that I'm not doing. So I'm, I'm optimistic about the, the outlook on that for the conversion. So one of the things I will say is the things that I look at the most of metrics, and I think these are the most important are install to paywall views. That's what I want to see. So like first open to paywall views, whether it's Firebase or whether it's mixed panel, I want to see these numbers to make sure that almost 99% of the people that install and open my app see this paywall, right? Then you can figure out what your conversion rate is on this particular page. I'm going to hit X mm -hmm. real quick for this. And so one thing that I love all the promotion stuff, okay? And I, I will tell you after the call, some of the things that we've been testing out on RN2 that are going to hit the Academy as well. Mm. Sure. So I'm going to do this real quick because I like doing this. 
Yeah. Love the promotion on second, second open. I've been trying to promote that a little bit more. I don't have any data. I have some data actually, I should say. Okay. So the thing that's missing, and maybe you're going to hit me with a feature lock, but the thing that I'm missing from this is like a way to upgrade again, because most people upgrade mm -hmm. during the onboarding flow, but the other that's number two spot is this homepage, Luke. And so like you're making it really comfortable for me, but also make it uncomfortable because eventually you need people to pay you. Right. So sure. I think what I would try to do is add some messaging on here. It looks really clean. That allows me to upgrade again. Yeah, for sure. I think a banner would look good there. Um, you know, something that says uh, like, Hey, your, your calendar isn't synchronized. Hit, you know, tap here to check it out. Okay. I like this. What are some ideas you had? Um, going forward or uh, like regarding like new development or, or like, what are you talking about? Yeah. 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 You said, Hey, I want to test out a couple of things so I can go all in. Are there things on top of your mind that you want to go, you want to talk about yeah. or um, any questions so that you had for me? For sure. Um, I think definitely improving the, like adding a couple slides in the beginning would be helpful um, in general, I, when you land on that schedule page, it's kind of like a blank slate. I wanted to make that a little bit more of a, like show a little tutorial in the schedule. I think that might be nice. Kind of just like throw some dummy mm -hmm. tasks into the schedule and be like, you can click on this, um, and stuff like that. But also I think there's a lot of different things I could do. Um, like, um, trying to pull the user back in for the purpose of like holding themselves accountable for certain things. For instance, like a daily reminder, like saying, Hey, you, uh, you know, you didn't plan your day for tomorrow mm -hmm. or you have, you, you've been checking off all these things on your list, but you didn't check these ones off. Do you want to like schedule those for tomorrow? So kind of like a push notification um, strategy, but also maybe just, you know, scheduled notifications. If it's been a couple of days or something like that um, on top mm -hmm. of, what you're saying, which is show the paywall more often and find ways to, uh, if not show the paywall, just show things that are indicating that like, Hey, there's more to this app than what you're seeing here. Um, I think that could be really helpful. Little calls to action throughout the app. Yeah. I like how you do. I here, let's go through this really quick too. Cause I've mm -hmm. seen other people do it where one of the tabs is a paywall tab right? Like it's locked. So maybe thinking through some of these features that could eventually be locked. The, yeah. So I might try that out. And then I actually like this view the best. I don't know, right? Like I would ask your, your users because especially as a new user, like I want to see this versus a clean slate. So like, even if you had some, some things here, like that just gets you going, I almost want something. I like this view better, right? Like I like this. It's, and then I, I, we talked before, right? Because this, yeah, this looks uh, familiar to me. Three months ago. Okay. Uh, yeah. We, uh, we had talked okay. very briefly uh, about the UI of this. We had a, a short call. Yeah. And so, I, but you didn't mention that. One. Like That's a good one. It's a lot. I feel like a lot of, it's a lot to look at. I want to key, I would rather you key in on a few things. So I'll tell you exactly what I think sure. are, are pretty cool, right? It's, I would probably limit it to three or five is a good number. And 
I think what's really cool is boom, you doing being able to do that looks really that time blocking is cool, right? Like, hey, just go down. So one task that does that, one task that just drag me over to your spot, and then you have an existing task already. Like, hey, the task is hit the blue button. You can to expand the task, right? And then now it's like it expands it. Now another one's ex- this one could be swipe left to delete, but I know I can swipe to delete here too. And so I really love those things. And I think that's enough, right? Like, I think it's enough for you to get going because I don't yeah, need all this because yeah, then eventually I'm going to want to delete all your crap anyways. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a great, okay. great uh, point. And likewise, landing on this page rather than the schedule view, that, that makes a lot of sense, at least the, the first open. Yeah, at least the first open. Yeah, I like it. Uh, cool. And then there are some things that I will for Luke. For the enemies things. See, we gotta be better. We gotta be better about making things a little bit uncomfortable for people. All right, let me get to some questions. Anything else you want to cover on the app? Um, not right now. Uh, maybe I'll think of something as questions are asked. All right, let's let's get into some of these questions. Luke, do you engage in Twitter indie developer community with the famous hashtag build in public? No, I haven't. Um uh, but I'll have to look into that. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Are you planning to expand to Android? Um, if and when the uh, the opportunity shows itself to be good, uh, then yeah. Right now, I mean, I started with iOS one because most of what I have is Apple, but also um, I w- I well, I continued with iOS and I went all in because I believed that there was a little bit more potential in terms of revenue for the, the effort that I was putting in. Obviously you could talk about cross platform uh you know frameworks and things like that. Um but That's at this the most point popular to do list app. I would really only cross that bridge. Um probably well, it, it depends. I mean as far as like a to-do list, maybe something like any list or like to doist um are, are two of the biggest ones. Um there's other apps in my like industry. There's one called Time Block. Um, which uh, is built with a cross-platform, like a Flutter or something like that. Um, but ultimately, I think that I would only cross that bridge if I was making like a couple hundred thousand a year or something, something that was really significant to me uh, to justify that. Because right now, like I really want to prove out the iOS version before I get too ahead of myself. Yeah, I agree. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about the Android version at all. And I, I just asked you because... I wanted to see this, right? Look at these revenue. Oops, yeah, wrong one, wrong screen. If you look at these revenue numbers, you can see like TickTick. It's a very popular to-do list app. 100,000 on mm-hmm. iOS, only 30,000 on Android. And if you look mm-hmm. at, I had to do is, so 200,000. And on Android, it's only 70,000. So mm-hmm. look, Android people just aren't going to pay as much as iOS. So what's the point? If we're trying yep. to earn money, be scrap, scrappy, profitable, mutual friend, also in the Academy, Rich, he's like, look, I'm only on iOS. <laughs> you know, He's like, I'm not doing anything on Android. All right. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.